Would you do that? Like more annoying. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Would you like me to try? Yeah. <laughs> uh. Do not tempt him. Okay. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Okay. <laughs> do this whole podcast like a movie trailer. Ooh, that'd be fun. Yeah. In a world yeah. where yeah. there's Beyond Sunday. <laughs> Need some work. All right, welcome back to the Beyond Sunday <laughs> podcast. We're exploring how to take our faith beyond Sunday morning. This is Patrick Nazaroff, and with me as always, Pastor Dina Bowser. How are you doing, Patrick? And Elise McCarter. Still here, still pretty successful. Yeah. Um, that was like anti-movie voice. What does that mean? Oh, it's like you went really high instead oh. of really low. Oh. Still here? Am I supposed to be really low for movie voice? Movie, 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 movie guy is, is well, low. movie guy in a, in a world. Right. Yeah. I'm not a. I'm not a guy. Yeah, but so that's movie voice. So if yeah. I'm in a movie, I need to. No, if you're doing a voiceover for a movie, you got to do yeah. that. Yeah, not in a movie. Why is this so complicated? <laughs> this is very straightforward. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's not. Yeah. <laughs> Let us know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, back Wait, all I'm... together though. It's been a while. Yeah. It's yeah. been a minute since yeah. the three of us have been in studio together. Yeah, and let's We're just own it right now. You're going to feel it. This yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two of us uh, have been up since three. Yeah. We're, I don't we know all, what time you got up. We all but. need to stretch out a little bit. There's a good chance someone's going to pull a hamstring. We'll see mm-hmm. what happens. For sure. Yeah. We've, uh, we, we've, um, we're going to, we're going to show the wear and tear of kind of, uh, our age on this one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Speak right. for yourself, man. I'm a spry 35. At least does not believe me that I'm spry. 30, 32. Just want to throw that out <laughs> there. Whatever. <laughs> 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 I've got a news story for us. All right, what do we got? Uh, let me ask you: Have you ever been uh, had your mistaken for a younger age? Mm. Only slightly. Like I'll get carded. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. fine with that. Yeah, I'm up for other people right. upholding their civic duty yeah. of uh, enforcing. The well, law. then I can tell myself like, <laughs> still got it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I still look under twenty one. Right. <laughs> there you go. Um, friend of the podcast, Ooh. Simone Biles. Yeah, local, local, local girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, offered coloring book mistaken for child on flight. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, uh, you know what? I'd take a coloring book. If a, yeah. if a airline. Would you really want a coloring book from a. Would I like go out of my way to get it? No. But if they're like, hey, do, do you want a free coloring book? Yeah, I'd take a free coloring book. Why not? <laughs> you would too. Don't even play. Yeah, I you like w- free stuff. I, like, I do like the free things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Come yeah. on. It's probably not. I'll be honest. It's probably not. Crayola, it's probably like a rose art coloring mm-hmm. book, you know, so it's not good. Real cheap. Yeah. It's probably United branded. Mm. Yeah, but yeah. like the coloring book is not nearly as important as the crayons. What? Well, I'm sure the coloring book comes with crayons. You know, they're not like here's a like they fly. It's like here's a co- a blank coloring book. Just look at it, kid. Or Simone Biles. <laughs> like, like, it doesn't your matter your the subject matter of your coloring book. It's like your crayons are more well, important. No, I'm saying like the the quality of the coloring book is not nearly as important as the quality of the crayons. Oh, I don't know. You can use really good crayons on really bad paper. That's all I'm saying. Maybe. But mm. bad cr- bad crayons but doesn't like, matter how good your paper is. All right. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> <to> the <story. laughs> all right. Uh, the 25-year-old gymnast took to her Instagram story last week to share the embarrassing encounter. Sure. Uh, the flight attendant tried to give her a color book when I was aboard. I said, no, I'm good. I'm 25. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, Ms. Simone Biles is uh, four foot eight inches tall. That's so, not yeah. very tall. Yeah. Uh, but good things come in small packages. Have you seen so. the photo of her next to Shaquille O'Neal? It's like hilarious. <laughs> it is funny. <laughs> I have not she's seen that. That's it's very funny. I think she's engaged to like one of the Texans too, isn't she? Uh, I believe. So yeah. he's also like you know really tall, much taller than her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna get that photo. I mean, she's you. four foot eight. Most right. people so are much taller most, than her. Yeah. I look you know really tall next right. to me. Oh, that is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah, yeah, really give that a quick Google <laughs> and you'll enjoy it. You're welcome. That's our little gift to you today. Yeah. Um. 
I I am now old, so I have like wrinkles and thinning and sure. growing hair. Uh-huh. Yeah. But Around when I was eyes. younger. Yeah. You don't have to agree with him. <laughs> you just I'm gray hair around the eyes. Gray hair around the eyes. Like, I'm, like a, like I'm a Sasquatch. <laughs> <laughs> Friend of the podcast. Right. You have to shave your cheeks and eyes daily. Yeah. Yeah. We get how it works. <laughs> but when I was younger, if I shaved my beard, I would. I have a baby face, so I would look very yeah. young. Yeah. Yeah. I have a shocking lack of ability to grow facial hair. So uh, I've got like the streaks where just nothing grows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Mud yeah. chops are in this year. Yeah, are they? Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't think that would work for me. Are I don't they? think that's a look. Yeah, no, they've never been in. But <laughs> she also wants me to get a cranch tattoo, all right? So it's <laughs> not just me. Patrick I'm not turning to Elise for my fashion devi- <laughs> uh, advice here. One of the white bandits had mud chops in Home Alone, so I, I like, you know, that's mm, fine. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Um Someone did say the other flight attendant gave me a mimosa, so we're all in the clear. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. She could have had a mimosa and a chlorine. Like, that's right. I mean, yeah. really. Game on right there. Both worlds. Yeah. 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 Friend of the podcast. Uh, when we flew on our mission trip, one mm-hmm. of our 18 year olds yeah. uh, was asked if she was under 12 by the security guard. So. Wow. That's fun. That's yeah. tough. Yeah. I bet she loved that. Yeah, yeah she uh-huh. loved it. Yeah. What would have changed if she was under 12? I think you would need an adult to yeah. be with you. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know how it works. Yeah. I don't, I don't work for TSA. I do not. I just follow the rules. My neighbor does. I can ask him. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Oh, do that. Yeah. Can he get us like free pre-check? Probably not. Oh, let's do that. <laughs> Friend of the pod. What's the TSA. point of working for TSA if you can't get your friends free stuff? Come on. Yeah. Yeah, ridiculous. How dare he support so his family can, on his salary? You can like fly with a gun and stuff, I'm assuming. Yeah. <laughs> Since yeah. you know a TSA agent. Or at least, yeah. <laughs> no, no. I know, I know John. I at least, right. I at least <laughs> can, can get shampoo with me. Right. <laughs> or uh, some bug spray. That was okay. the issue. Yeah. Both to and from Denver was kids having bug, bug spray, spray in, in their, their bags. bags. Yep. The, the, did they it learn is, from the other is. kids who were like, oh, they confiscated my bug spray. It was a horror deal. Nope. nope. <laughs> no, no, no. Why would you learn from that? No. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get into our main story. Let's do it. All right. Uh, from Relevant, our friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the way, we are Relevant Plus subscribers now. Ooh, buddy. Yeah. I had to pay for it. <laughs> All right. I went to look at this article again, and they're like, no. You've already looked at your tin free articles. Oh, you no. you got to stop looking at so many articles. Patrick. Well, now yeah. it's going to be all relevant all the time on this podcast. I know. We're paying we're paying for it, yeah. We paid them $30 for a year at of relevant point, plus. We should get like, uh, they should be paying us. Like, we're basically sponsoring them. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I think if we're sponsoring them, we still pay them. Oh, <laughs> that doesn't work. Let's not do that. They should be sponsoring us. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. the one we want. Yeah. The one where we get to wear t shirts with relevant on it. Yeah, they need to take us out to nice steak dinners and yeah. things yeah. like that and wine Golf. and dine us. Buy our uniforms. Yeah. Yeah. Get us our coloring books relevant. Yes. We'll rename this the Relevant Recording Studio. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's fine. We rename can, it as if we it's can, been we named. Can, <laughs> we can paint that on the wall. Relevant. Re- relevant yeah. Recording Studio at Lord of Life's mm-hmm. Field. Yep. <laughs> yep. Relevant South, whatever. <laughs> I'm sure. I don't know where they're located, but probably north of Houston. <laughs> probably. That's I don't game. think they're located in Galveston. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, rethinking. The church needs to rethink. Here we go. The Proverbs 31 woman. Mm. Okay. Mm. Do we all remember the Proverbs 31 woman? I remember parts of it. Elise is already <laughs> sighing <laughs> <laughs> heavily. Well, probably one of us has had to sit through a lot of um, like Bible studies on the Proverbs 31. It was 31. me. I, I really Did you know? Yeah. All right. So, so Elise, let's start there. Yeah. Uh, what... What do you know? What, about your, what is your connection with Proverbs 31? Oh, connection? I don't know that I have one. Um, so... Th- 
Well, first, what is Proverbs 31? How about Proverbs that? 31 is, yeah. I believe, the last chapter in the book of Proverbs. It is. Right? Yep. And it is... Good so far. <laughs> thank you. All about basically the, the author describing what the ideal woman and I think specifically wife is. Uh-huh. I believe so. Right? Yep. At least yeah. that's how it's pitched. I don't know if that's really what it's supposed to yeah, be, I but mean, it's like this description of like the ideal yeah, I Life. would tend to say that it's meant to be a metaphor for something greater than just a relationship. But yeah, it right. has absolutely been interpreted as this right. is what the ideal wife should be like. Right, and sure. it's a lot of like getting up before everybody else and doing more than everybody else, <laughs> and, like being good at stuff that uh, maybe I'm not good at. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know because <laughs> so I'm not doing yeah, it. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that's my connection with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, she's got a job. She runs her own business in Problem Thirty One, so that's yeah. pretty good. She's a small business owner. You yeah. know, yeah. she she's living in, living the dream. You know, um, but I can say this. I have never sat through a Proverbs 31 conference. So when we were talking about this as a topic, you know, I think both Pastor David and I are like, I really don't have a strong connection to Proverbs 31. Yeah. And I will say that is certainly a, you know some privilege yep. and probably some like latent sexism. I, I'm yeah. feeling this privilege more than any other privilege I feel on a regular basis. I'm feeling yeah. very honored to not have to do it. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, yes, you know, I don't know what, what, uh, what, why does the you know for me I'm like why does the church need to rethink a Proverbs 31 woman? Yeah. I don't know what the church has thought about a Proverbs 31 <laughs> woman. Sure. So. But based on what Elise just described, I'd be like, yeah, we should we should stop thinking that. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it sounds like, and if you're a woman listening here who grew up in you know the church, you probably have experienced maybe Bible studies or conferences or the standard of Proverbs 31 uh, to be kind of a here's here's where you are ladies right here's mm-hmm. here's your verse of proverbs uh Sorry, the rest of the bible is for the man but this right. one this yeah. is this for is, you i mean is. clearly you must be in want of a husband so yeah. <laughs> this is how you do it and, sure. and in need of yeah right yeah. yeah so um so here it is uh so have you have you attended a proverbs 31 bible study or conference uh so not as an adult um plenty of them as like a teenager mm. yeah yeah, because yeah, that's the message we want to send to our kids is here's how you prepare yourself to be the perfect wife. Yeah, apparently it is the message you want to send to your kids, <laughs> but I would say it's not the message you should want to send to your I'll kids. Say I've, I've sent a lot of messages to my daughter. I don't know that any of them have been this is how to be the perfect and wife. And fairness, she's also not a teenager. Yeah, yeah but I mean, but also I'm not I feel like they start sooner. The it's, you was not like you personally. Oh, I thought you were like <laughs> looking at me. Was, yeah, <laughs> no, I'm saying like. I don't think I do that. <laughs> apparently, as per the evangelical church, that's ah, the message ah, you want to send to your kids. Right, that evangelical. <laughs> yeah. Not to be confused with the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. Which I'm not convinced is really evangelical, but... Well, that's because uh, the, the word evangelical has been hijacked by the right-wing political that's movement. Right. But that's a different podcast altogether. <laughs> so we'll get into that later. <laughs> I don't know. When, when are we going to rebrand? When is uh, ELCI going to rebrand? Yeah. Do we rebrand or do we reclaim? This is our word. Shut up. I don't think we're doing a good job of reclaiming. Oh, no. We're doing right. a terrible job yeah. of reclaiming. I think we're mostly non-confrontational here that's as the Lutherans. <laughs> yeah. We just go by the acronym. It's easier. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. yeah. Just pretend like we don't know what the E stands for. Yeah. Uh, something. Yeah. 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 It stands for uh, everybody. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Um, here's from the article here by uh, Bailey Joe Welch. Bailey Joe. She sounds like she's been to a Proverbs 31 conference <laughs> two in her day. I'm really glad you said that. Bailey Joe feels like it. a Proverbs 31 girl. Right. Yeah. I'll get kicked under the table if I make <laughs> yeah. that joke. <laughs> um, vigorous worker, early riser, strong and hospitable, wise teacher, the Proverbs 31 woman. Mm. We hold up this fictional woman and point to her saying that. That is who we should strive to be. 
And in a world obsessed with perfection, it is so tempting to toss her up onto a projector screen that is prescription of how to become the perfect woman and the perfect wife. We teach it to each other and we preach it to our daughters. So this is kind of her intro. Is this yeah. kind of your... So I, I assume this is at least like you have a connection with this kind of thinking. Yes. Yeah. I'm yeah. familiar with that. Can you review just the beginning of that part again? Because I think those were helpful to kind of hear the the design the setup there vigorous worker early riser strong and hospitable wise teacher yeah okay yep. independently those things not bad yeah like i'm okay with people that like thinking about that but i think the direction that we take it is where we get ourselves right well like trouble. also can we add somehow not exhausted that's right like. yeah <laughs> sure sure all right uh so first we have to deal with the myth of perfection here mm. Okay. Yeah. So Bailey Joe says, as a teenager, I, I interpreted her identity as an identity I too should strive for, yep. uh, as a woman of God, as a wife, and as a mother. She was everything I was supposed to be, and it's a vicious way to live as we try to reconcile who we are with who we believe we should be. All right. So what do we think right now? This kind of myth of perfection, yeah. kind of uh, being presented there. Yeah. Well, I, I think part of that myth is that you're not who you should be. Right. Yeah. Like, I, I think that identifying things about your life that maybe are not in line with what God desires for you is different from saying I'm not who I should be. Right. Yeah. And I think that right. we have to like uh, we have to rethink that sense of shame and guilt that's attached to that as well. That you know, your existence is not a failure. Right. Your existence is a blessing mm -hmm. and, a, and a gift. And yeah, there are things that you probably do that are not in line with God's plan. That, there are things that I do that are not in line with God's plan, but that does yeah. not change that the core of who you are right. is intended to be a gift for the world. Right. You. So I think reframing that would be a helpful place to, to right. start. I would say probably aspects of your life not being in line with God's plan is a fact of life, right? Sure. In like yeah, the yeah. world yeah. that we live in. And this, I think, has been turned into a template for mm -hmm. what we should be. Yeah. yeah. Which I hope, and hopefully we get into this, is not what the intention of that chapter sure. in Proverbs yeah, yeah. was. Sure. Yeah, written. and as we kind of said at the, at the top here, the, these descriptions, you know, you take these kind of like, here's what this woman is. Those are not necessarily bad things. Right. In fact, yeah. they're good things. And I think if you want those qualities, I think that those are awesome, yeah. good things that that um, are important, that, you know, right. having elements of these is something to strive for. Right. Like, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Right, right. Yeah. Like, so if somebody described me like that, I'd be incredibly flattered. But we get into the part where she's like, she rises an hour before dawn, and I'm like, slow down. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're not. <laughs> Do yeah. not identify. That's right. Yeah. Hard pass. Right. I'm out. And I think this is why we, you know, we really wanted to, to kind of talk about this. Um, not just for, you know, hey, this one's for the women of the Beyond Sunday <laughs> team. Uh, this one's for the ladies. Yes, yes. <laughs> Um, but this guilt that can come into, uh, you are not the perfect spouse, yeah. parent, uh, person mm -hmm. that you should be. Uh, and, and what do we do with that? And this can kind of be, um, ultimately summed up with this Proverbs 31 kind of sometimes mentality on how we kind of preach this or teach yeah. this, yeah. um, that this isn't necessarily solely what women in church have experienced but i think it it, it uh, encapsulates it so perfectly in like one beautiful moment of like here's this handful of verses of what a woman should be or what a wife should be and it's used not only to inspire but sometimes to tear down yeah. Uh, yeah. parts of who you are yeah. uh, and say you're not good enough if you're not those things yeah. yeah do you think you have an equivalent for men like is there an equivalent piece so, of the bible uh, like a piece of the Bible, like can you point to like 
Like, is there a Be, chapter yeah, somewhere? Being a, a, yeah. a Jeremiah twenty-three man or right, something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I don't think there's. Uh, I don't think there's that same like. Here's where it's all laid out. Yeah. I think in part because of who and how the Bible was being written. Mm. Um, I think by men. <laughs> right. Yeah. And yeah. so that's kind of like throughout the story. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost more shocking to have this section of Proverbs set out about like specifically about uh, the ideal woman or whatever. Right. Uh, and so I, I think that it, it stands out to us more in that way than it does elsewhere. I will say though, that there are uh, similar conferences uh, for men and things like that. You would be called would the say. promise, promise keepers. Sure. Oh, yeah. Sure. Promise <laughs> keepers. He's like wearing um, a lot of flannel and yeah, coffee abso- mugs everywhere. <laughs> like, sure. Not coffee mugs, but yeah. Uh, well, not um, you, but yeah. Uh, but no, so actually uh, this is, more into my personal life than I was intending to get today. Oh, but boy. so I dated a girl before Amanda and her dad was a part of this uh, ministry. And he had like a, a rule that anybody who was going to be dating or thinking about marrying his daughter had to go through this conference or whatever. And we'd been together like, I don't know, six or eight months at that point. So I was like, okay, what? Well, it's a Christian conference. What, how bad can it be? I, mm. yeah. Well, then I, <laughs> then I learned, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a growth opportunity for sure. me in a lot of ways. Right. Um, and so it was not like, honing in on here's the ideal man. It was like, you know, the responsibilities and, you know, what the man has to do to provide for, but it was based on like the, the, I don't want to say in inequality. It, it was almost based on the understanding that women were flawed and the best that women could hope for was this Proverbs 31 thing. And they needed a man to come and take care of it. that. That got, that was God's intention, Ooh. right? And I want to be clear. I'm going to say this again. This was not my <laughs> belief, nor <laughs> is it how I act in the world yeah. now, but it was the intention. And so it was yeah. based on this understanding of, Oh, well we want women to be like the Proverbs 31 woman. And for that woman to be safe and secure in this world, they need a man to come alongside and sure. lift them up and protect them so that they can do those things. And so it was all about like your responsibility as a man to make godly decisions and to be the, the decider in your household because right, right, women right. apparently can't make decisions mm, and no. and there has to be yeah. one decision maker you can't have you, you, can't. Know, you can't have two people <laughs> making decisions together that's speaking of a partnership <laughs> yeah, no you can't have that anyway that's yeah so, so. It, yes and no i guess would be yeah. the shorter answer to that question from I, I think what's ago. what's different for men in bible and also in kind of um storytelling and is that the bible gives a full picture of men often sure Mm -hmm. like they have highs they have lows like sometimes they are people we want to emulate sometimes they're people that we find weird and gross and disgusting and that's the same person and the bible i think does a good job of showing men like that i don't think it does necessarily a good job of showing women like this like this complete picture they're either an idealized version of a woman or they're jezebel they're one or the other and i think that's not just a problem that the Bible has. I think no. sometimes it's a problem that a lot of storytelling around women yeah. has. Yeah. You know, a man could be like Iron Man in the Marvel movies where you could be a hero while simultaneously an addict, right. a mm-hmm. jerk, mm-hmm. a womanizer, right. mm-hmm. you know, but you're kind of lovable in your quippy way. Like those things don't, don't, don't uh, take over, sure. you know, who Iron Man is in the Marvel movies. Uh, for a woman, Having negative qualities does not necessarily make her more likable as a character. Right. Yeah. And that's something that we as culturally mm-hmm. are kind of dealing with. And yeah. so for men, having a negative makes them more identifiable mm-hmm. and more likable to a male audience, but it does not translate for women. Yeah. Men, women have the standard of perfection kind of just mm-hmm. placed on them. Sure. Yeah, woman, you know, can't be an addict and still be a hero. Yeah. Like it's yeah. just rarely to have that. Yeah, happen. it's yeah. the uh, it's the Peter Griffin principle, right? Yeah. So like Peter Griffin is the the lead father on Family Guy, right? Sure. So he's this 
heavy set, you know, idiot drunk, mm-hmm. and he has to have the perfect wife who yeah. has to maintain it. And Lois yeah. is, you know, the ideal. Well, not idealist. She's a cartoon character, sure. but <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, you get the it, idea. It's the Homer thing. and Marge. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot of the family sitcom schlubby husband. Yeah, yet somehow dad, dad bod. Yeah, and you know, you know, perfect, you know, wife. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, for like real world examples too, like I can't tell you how many times I've. I've heard this or I've talked to female friends who want to have careers and also relationships and children. What? And right. And they get told you can't do everything. Oh, nobody has ever said that to a man like that. You cannot have relationships and a career or you cannot have relationships and children and a career. Yeah. I hear these stories from uh, my female colleagues who go into Mm -hmm. ministry calls and things like that. And they'll go in interviews and they'll be like, well, who's going to care for your children when they get sick? Right. And you don't you don't get that question. No one's ever asked me who's going to care for my children when I get when they get sick. I interviewed for a job in college. um, And one the first question was what my husband was planning to do after graduation. Mm. (laughs) I walked out of the interview. I said, no, thank you. I don't want to work here. Yeah. So, um, so as Bailey Joe has been reading this article, she says she okay. realizes two things. Let's get back to about Bailey Joe. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Bringing it back to Bailey Joe. And I think okay, the first one, the problem city woman, is literally fictional. L- literally. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Wait and a second. <laughs> is that how literally works? Yeah. <laughs> Can you be literally fictional? I mean. Yeah, she's literally a fictional character. Yeah. Okay. She is not right. a person. She is. A, a construct of the author of Proverbs mind. Yeah, I mean, I understand what that means. I'm just thinking of the. You can be literally the language of using literally fictional. Literally like fictional, but not literally figurative. Oh, okay. There we go. All right. Yeah. Thank you. That's, uh, that's yeah. what I was looking for. Right. <laughs> so I think this is a, a good stop here because we've we've kind of started this, you know, saying okay, in fiction we have mm-hmm. this standard for men and women that is mm-hmm. a little bit different, and also a fictional character can do whatever the author wants them to do right right so like if you're watching uh you know the marvel movie and like um the hero falls and needs to rise up against what's ever there the author can just be like they rise up against it and they're like and that that is a good enough reason is the screenwriter the author the actor whatever wants it to happen uh for the, the, the sake of storytelling and the same of fictional storytelling a problem 31 woman can rise before everybody else because that's what the author wants her to do the author wants to have this vision of a woman who rises before everybody else so she's able to it's yeah. no big deal right. she's not going to be able she's not going to break down or or get uh you know frustrated with that she's the one rising before everybody else <laughs> because she does not have those emotions because she's mm-hmm. not real um right. and so i think that the this can be placed on women sometimes by other women and oftentimes by men as well of you're not a real person you're a fictionalized version of what i think you should be and if you're not living into that then you're failing uh that you you know elise as a woman in the Mm -hmm. church you should have all these qualities and if you don't you're failing and the reason we say you should have those qualities is because my fictionalized idealized version of a woman does have those qualities right you know and so i think that's why that that is kind of the the first thing we have to wrestle with when we get to this idealized version of you know blank mm-hmm. is they're not real yeah and that's okay yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's not it's not even like they're not real like we're saying like oh it's questionable whether Adam me and Eve are real people it's like this is not a character that's named right yeah. it's a it's a fictional character that one person is talking about to another person like oh right. what would this be like like even the story makes it clear uh, this is verse ten of chapter thirty one. A capable wife. Who can find, right? It's not a named character. It's a 
Yeah. It's a it's a thought experiment. Like, what would that look like? Yeah. yeah. And and even in this, who can find it? It's this idea of like this Proverbs thirty one woman is so elusive right. that like oh oh I know one woman like this. It's that other guy's wife. Obviously not mine. Right. You know, like <laughs> it's kind of like what it kind of sets right. it out. You know, because my wife doesn't live up to this standard. But it's that other guy. It seems like she does mm -hmm. because yeah. I only see, you know, a veneer of their life, yeah. not the real uh, of things like that. Okay, so that's number one. Uh, and number two, uh, real life women in the Bible who do not fit this description, whom God's God still uses in miraculous ways to further His kingdom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. So I think this is the other thing we have to realize: like none of the women in the Bible really fit this. Uh, we don't get, a, and, you know, the Bible is for its time and can be very progressive in how it portrays and, and depicts women. You know, looking back on it, it, we don't have a lot of strong female characters yeah. in the Bible. I think we can just admit that. Yeah. You know, it's just not really there. So at its time, it might be like, wow, look at all these female characters. But now looking back, you're like, well, there's really not that many. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, so it does. Uh, Bailey Joe will kind of list out some women here of like, hey, look at here's some women that don't fit this. This pattern. Bailey Joe's got binders full of women. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Mitt Romney joke. <laughs> <laughs> Calling back to 2012, baby. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, so she'll mention like Sarah, wife of Abraham. Um, God, I just realized that was 10 years ago. No, I can't. I'm She's cynical about her future. Mm -hmm. Laughs when God promised her a son in the old, old age. Doesn't trust God to keep the promises he had made. And yet... Um, you know, still is part of this process of, yeah. of birthing and raising Isaac. Mm -hmm. You know, Deborah, warrior, leader of the of the Israel, strong and wise, fighting for justice, but the exact opposite of a quiet, demure, gentle woman. She's my favorite. Yeah, yeah she's pretty great. Yep. Yeah. Rahab. Also um, awesome. Yeah. Uh, a prostitute who knew the Lord. So, she's, again, very different than the Proverbs 31, and yet hides the Israel spies, mm -hmm. uh, helping them escape the, over the walls. Part of the genealogy of Jesus, mm -hmm. you know, brought into the family, you know, all these types of things. Uh, Esther, orphan turned queen, um, broke the law, risked her life to plead for the king, mm -hmm. um, for the. The, to, to save her people. You know, these are some of the, the images that we kind of get there. Do you want to? Yeah, yeah. Who's Priscilla? Priscilla. Priscilla and Achilla. Of Achilla. <laughs> it's like their couple name. <laughs> yeah, Priscilla and Achilla. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we know very little about yeah. them. They were, they were preaching the gospel. They corrected this guy named Apollo. Okay. Uh, who Paul will reference. Apollos, but yeah. yeah. Apollo's the god. Apollos is the guy. yeah. yeah. Um, and Priscilla is not just this wife of Achilla. She is partner of mm -hmm. Achilla. So she is out there preaching the gospel right alongside of him. So, you know, we have this. She's not demure or quiet or in the background. She is steadily. Yep. Those two are a team together. Um, so there, there you go. So we have this imagery. And this imagery isn't just um, for biblical characters. I think it's also for you as a mm -hmm. listener and us as people that we may not fit into these these boxes and yeah. that makes us that does not make us any less valuable as spouses parents or members of the gospel or mm -hmm. members yeah, of the yeah. community of god so does i just wanted to call her bobby joe but i know that's bailey right. joe does bailey joe <laughs> sorry <laughs> it's all the same yeah you know, it's in whatever uh, does bailey joe have a suggestion for how we should think about the proverbs 31 woman I mean, we've torn down why we shouldn't think of it the way we have been thinking of it. What mm -hmm. should we do with it? 
That's a good question. So let me Throw ask. Let's, let's 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 start ask there. The pastor. There's only thir- there's only thirty chapters of Proverbs okay. now. Yeah. <laughs> well, it Duh. starts in verse ten, so you can use the first nine verses of yeah. Proverbs thirty-one. I mean, the first nine verses of verse thirty-one are basically like, uh, "Hey, son, don't bother trying to get a wife. <laughs> it's gonna ruin you." <laughs> Pretty bleak. Hey, man, am I right, fellas? <laughs> this dude has seen some stuff. He's got some stand-up, I yeah. think. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, well, that's what, it's from. Women, uh, I'll be shopping. Am I right, everybody? <laughs> it's from an oracle that his mother taught him the words of king lemuel <laughs> sure so his mom is like hey your dad constantly told me he hated, do not he give your strength to women your ways to those who destroy kings uh or else they will drink and forget what has been decreed and will pervert the rights of all the afflicted wow <laughs> so let me let me ask you so, so there it is so yeah. that's, that's a good question what what should, what should we, we do, do? Yeah. with kind of this kind of storytelling yeah. Uh, and are this kind of, of proverb here in, in at the to, to close on. What, what what do we make of this? You're looking at me? I oh, am, okay. Yeah. I was looking to the, to the one woman on the podcast. All right. All right, the token, fun. the token female. <laughs> I wouldn't call you a token, but all right. No, that's, uh, um, no what, I mean, what do I think we should be doing? I think uh, reading it within the context, right? I'd understanding this is not a historical person and it's not meant to be, it's not even meant to be an ideal that we strive for, right? It yeah. is, I think it is lifted up as something to say like, hey, here's an example of someone who would be really useful in a household, right? But it's also uh, not lifted up as, uh, just let me finish. I'm, I'm, this, yeah. I'm with you, yeah. It's not lifted up to the extent of this person has to be subservient to the husband at mm-hmm. all times, right? It's someone who contributes to the household in a way that promotes the success of, a, of the family. And it doesn't mean that this is the only way, mm-hmm. um, but if you're a wife, right, um, then you are a part of a household. It doesn't say you have to become a wife. It says if you are a wife, you're a part of a household, and how do you contribute to the success of a household as a wife? And how does the husband set you up for success? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, Pulling this back open here real quick. Um, verse 11, the heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain, right? That um, the husband is willing to trust in her as much. So she's trustworthy as much as she's uh, trusting him. I, I think it describes more of a partnership than yeah. perhaps we've given it credit for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think just like defocusing on Proverbs 31 yeah. would be a really nice place to start. You know, just sure. like maybe we don't like have every conference ever for women sure. be about. There are other Proverbs women 31. that we can talk about. Right. right? Yeah. yeah. We can yeah. lift up. We can lift up the, the not the flaw, but the, the women who appear flawed, we can lift them up as saints yeah. in the story as well as this fictional idealized character right. yeah. but, you know also i don't know maybe i just want to hear some like good theology and not think about how i'm gonna perform as a wife in every concept that sure, yeah. conference sure. i go to you know like yeah. let's, i yeah. don't know let's talk about like the dual will theory of god or something like well, wow okay like, wow. <laughs> that's a choice that's yeah. a <laughs> i don't know yeah. i'm just saying like it's there we really um have a tendency i think to dumb down theology for women in sure. particular you sure. know and i understand women's there's like sort of a mass like consumption yeah. aspect to yeah, that yeah. for conferences but uh, women's conferences are almost almost without exception about uh what your role in other people's lives is yeah yeah that's fair so. yeah yeah i i, I could see that and i think sometimes you know I've been to a couple of men's conferences or I've read some, you know, here's the book for men. And, and often they are equally troublesome and kind of this idea of like, well, you know, men, you need to be basically like you're going to be like William Wallace or mm-hmm. you're going to be, you know, these big macho dudes who are right. going to do big macho dude stuff. Like yeah. that's what that's the role of men in society is to do macho dude stuff. Yeah. Um, and just be like, you know, I don't necessarily feel very macho yeah you know especially that culturally or traditionally so what do i take away from this you know and so i think there are elements here 
that I think can be aspirational Mm -hmm. in Proverbs 31. Like the element of like, we all should be hospitable and kind and seek to do good for others. And uh, sometimes even at the expense of ourselves, like that is aspirational, not Mm -hmm. just for wives Mm -hmm. and mothers, it's aspirational for every member of the household. Uh, And so I think it's okay to say like, what in your household are the ways you do that? Yeah. What are the ways that you as a wife, or what are the ways that you as a husband, or what are the ways that you as a child, seek to put members of your household above yourself? Yeah. And those are going to look different in every situation and in every um, every partnership and every family, and that's mm-hmm. okay. Um, and maybe the uniform of theirs, like everybody's trying to do that. And when we're all doing that best, our family systems work better. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. So. You know, that doesn't necessarily mean wife has to wake up to make breakfast for everybody in the family. Um, but it doesn't necessarily mean the wife in that relationship seeks out ways to serve the family yeah. as the husband is, mm-hmm. as the children are. Yep. You know, that's all, that's what it is all about. So. And somebody should be waking up to cook me breakfast. That's what, that's what matters. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Look, right. if it's my kid, you'll, you'll if it's my wife, <laughs> what are you making me breakfast that's in the right. morning? Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she will end with kind of this idea that God wants us all. That means I thought there was more coming. I was like, two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> to what? Uh, and I think this is meaning that God wants all women and to be a part of this kingdom, yeah. not just those that are demure stay-at-home wives. Uh, God wants women in workplaces. Mm-hmm. God wants women mm-hmm. uh, who are working for churches. God wants women who are, uh, you know, in their communities yep. uh, working. God wants women who are CEOs uh, just as much as God wants housewives and uh, Sunday school teachers, sure. you know, and all those things work well, I think, in, in those things. And I think the church can do a better job of um, elevating and supporting women. Sure. And, you know, that's, that's what we can do better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Good talk, guys. Did we solve problems earlier one? Have we uh, relieved, relieved Elise of all of her all my wifely duties. Proverbs 31 baggage. <laughs> yeah. All the trauma that right. came from. Right. Yeah. Now I get to be a real deadbeat now that I know yeah, that that's not go. literal. Yeah. You don't have to get up before <laughs> right. sunrise. You don't have to make breakfast. It's great. Just laying on the couch right. eating chips. Right. Yeah. It's be great. You're welcome, McCarter family. <laughs> Anywho, if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to check us out at BeyondSundayPodcast.com where you can find all of our nearly 200 episodes we're, we are, we're, we're knocking on the door approaching 200, 200. Yeah. Uh, probably gonna do a balloon drop or something for that 200th it'll just be a single balloon <laughs> <laughs> what we can afford <laughs> <laughs> that'll be great uh, but anyway you can also send us an email with your thoughts if you've ever been to a, a proverbs 31 or similar style conference and you have some reflections or some processing out loud that you'd like to vent out into the world feel free to send that to us uh, at beyond sunday podcast at gmail.com yeah, great. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week with more Beyond Summit.